This episode of Pool Magazine Podcast is sponsored by Pool Care Pro, a leading service management software for pool industry professionals. Pool Care Pro is a powerful pool management system that offers flexibility, simplicity, and freedom to send service notifications and make billing easier than ever before. Find out why more pool techs are switching to Pool Care Pro. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Nathan Giffen of Vertical Artisans, one of the premier online resources for learning different methods, styles, and techniques of stone facing and vertical decorative concrete. It's a pleasure to have you with us today on the show, Nathan. Thank you. Now, I've seen some of your videos featuring waterfall grottos, fire pits, wine cellars, outdoor kitchens, all of which is focused on foam core construction, a discipline that I know that you're pretty passionate about. Tell us a little bit about your background and how Vertical Artisans came to be and what it is that you're teaching in this online education platform. Well, my uh, introductory to the world of concrete and to all things concrete uh, really didn't start out uh, in the trades. Actually, I was a uh, a guy who owned a software company and uh, uh, that company uh, didn't go anywhere. And I was really kind of at a crossroads in my life as what I wanted to do. And so I'm a very principled guy. I started to uh, surround myself with a multitude of counselors and uh, really seek out, you know, good advice and uh, just find out where I needed to be. And uh, it all started off with uh, an investment. I I gave an investment to a spiritual leader in my life. And I just was uh, completely believing for uh, a new path in a new uh, line of work. And within two weeks, I met up with a guy from South Africa uh, we both played guitar, we both played chess, and we both had kindred spirits. We kind of had a really good time with uh, one another. And one day over a game of chess and a cup of coffee, he opened up a three-ring binder and showed me a bunch of pictures from South Africa, Johannesburg and the Durban area, of, of what uh, they used to do over there. And really, they would just mix uh, concrete in the street, uh, throw it on houses and throw it on, on, on rubble piles, and carve rock out of it and beautify their homes and beautify their backyards and hardscapes and things of that nature. And in my heart, I said, I can do that. And, uh, and then I said it out loud. I, his name was Irene Grobler. And I said, you know, they, I could do that. And I think I could be one of the best in the world. And he just looked at me and said, man, I, I believe you. So I took his crude pictures. I went out here to the Chicago landscape and I knew that if I was going to make a a go of it that I would have to change the colors and the stylings and things of that nature to make it a, a good appetizer for the for the trades here in, in the Chicagoland area. And uh, I sold five projects in two weeks. And uh, our first project, we worked together. Uh, and then he had to, his visa ran out. He had to go back to South Africa. And I haven't actually physically seen him since. That was almost 23 years ago. Uh, but we do talk on the phone. He lives in New Zealand. <laughs> and so that's the history of how I got started. So Vertical Artisans is the primary platform for where you're teaching online education about vertical decorative concrete, building these kind of substructures that we're, we're seeing in a lot of today. Now, I've been on a forum, Stone Matrix, and you have a ton of free resources there, including uh, the free course on Vertical Artisans. I mean, these courses are all broken down as a series, right? Correct. They're, uh, they're pretty complex. Uh, there's a lot of parts to them. Some of the, some of them have 15 parts. Some of them have 20 some odd parts. Many times what I do and I have done for the past probably 15 years is I film my teaching courses. I film the, te- the, the instruction, uh, to the students. I don't feel it's a very, uh, 
fair to people who come out to trainings and come out to hands-on classes and then, you know, 30, 60, even 90 days later, try to, you know, you know, recall some, you know, critical information that they learned, you know, back with a bunch of guys. So I, I've always, uh, the birth of Vertical Artisans was to capture the over-the-shoulder tell-all artists approach to how things are done and, and the methodology and the techniques and stylings uh, of decorative concrete, uh, vertical decorative concrete specifically, and as a resource uh, that's that's what birthed the vertical artisans concept uh, to be able to be a a help uh, a supplement at first uh, to hands-on training, but then it became so exhaustive that uh, most of my students I've actually never met uh, all over the world. Uh, they get on there and they absorb the free classes, and then when they're ready, they they graduate into more of the uh, the richer curriculum. Well, if somebody wants to dabble uh, and get their their feet wet, so to speak, I mean, what does your free resource cover? Well, uh, there is a product for the backyard hardscapes uh, called uh, Hardscape System, and I give a, a free teachings on on how to use that particular system. It was a system that I invented about five years ago now uh, for the landscaping industry, basically. Uh, but oddly enough, the pool industry has been able to utilize it in pool surrounds, and it's been a, a great resource uh, utilizing foam core construction. And with that uh, also was another invention called the Stone Matrix, which is a design tool that allows people to basically take these six design pad skins, and uh, they interact with one another in every way, shape, and form. So if you have these six pieces, it creates about 48,000 combinations. So you never run out of ideas from a design perspective for, you know, basically stacked rock or, or stone for walls or, or retaining walls or seat walls or any kind of wall, really. So it brings consistency to your workforce. I say that because if you have one artist or two guys or three guys all starting on the wall and they're all designing, you're going to have three different looks. And so this pretty much keeps uniformity for the for the job. And uh, owners uh, really like the consistency of that. Well, if you want to get further in, uh, once you like absorb some of this information and you have a foundation, it seems like the art of stone facing is your primary series. I mean, what are you teaching in that course? The art of stone facing is basically from start to finish a, a, a full comprehensive look of all things wall cladding. So I originally approached it from a, let's just say a grouted stone look. And a grouted stone look is basically you either either have mortar put in with a baker's bag or you're just, you know, a lot of times what's popular on YouTube and TikTok, you got these guys who put the material up and they just use a, a tool to scrape away. And what's scraped away is actually by default the scratch coat. And then the scratch coat serves visually, uh, aesthetically as the grout line. That was pretty common it, it, 30 years ago. There was a, a great pioneer in, in the trades out west uh, by the name of Wayne Sullen. He's passed at this time, but uh, he did a lot of homes and plastering, and he would use two, uh, two colors of plaster, a base color and then a top color. And then when you scrape away the top color, it reveals the base color, therefore showing the, you know, the grout. So mm -hmm. that was early, early stages of stone facing. And what we began to do with the art of stone facing is cover a very broad dive into all the methods or many methods that can be used to, to go past 
just the standard, you know, level rectangular style, you know, carved or cut a limestone approach, started getting into more organic shapes and things of that nature. And then deeper into the into the to the stone facing curriculum, you'll get into dry stack, which is uh, basically a lost art. And, uh, you know, if you go over to England or you go over to Europe and you look at some of their walls, uh, there's no mortar there. It's just the, the intricacy of the stone. Uh, the Masons really knew what they were doing. They put it all together. They didn't have a lot of mortar that was uh, adequate. So uh, it had to really rely on the skill sets of the Masons at the time. So I decided to create a style called dry stack, which uh, accentuates that particular style with various touch points, uh, less clean out and uh, very effective, you know, very visually effective. And it gives a very nostalgic look. And most Masons today look at it and they're, they're very intrigued of where I got the material. <laughs> they're, they they always look for the skin to see if there's a business on it or, or something like that. And they're just even more stupefied when, when they realize that I'm just mixing it, you know, wet. <laughs> it's it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> well, I know a lot of your, your videos and a lot of your instructional tutorials are actually of you performing work out in the field. I mean, uh, some of them are of you presenting at like, places of like the world of concrete trade show where you interact with other industry leaders. I mean, some of the uh, other collaborators and educators on your website are from that show. I mean, they present courses on your platform. What kind of curriculum are they covering? Okay. It's a, it's a, a limited amount. I, I, there's a lot of people out there that you know, you know, that carve rock, you know, but there's also a lot of 20 year old life coaches, uh, coaches too. So I, you got to really kind of separate the rice from the, from the mice turds, so to speak. Um, but there, I always seek out the best of the best uh, for you know my courses, and uh, right now uh, I have uh, Earl Sunchuk who specializes uh, in in trees. He has uh, what's called a living tree art course, which features uh, uh, cement trees uh, with drip irrigation that run up through the core and then bleed out into potted plants where super platunias and various types of plants are, are planted. That's He's a hot very, feature. I've seen a lot of backyards lately. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's it's very unique. Uh, it's it's very labor intensive. Uh, and it, it, the trees are not uh, inexpensive. You know, the, there is uh, some, some significant cost to it, but the, the effect is really amazing. Okay. And then uh, I have Mike Vermelson, uh, which is uh, another colleague of mine who goes really deep into the various types of of, of uh, carving, you know, vertical carving, uh, granite and various things of that nature. His his work uh, by far, I, I place him uh, as a professional, probably in the uh, top five sculptors in the world in, in his field. And my, uh, my foam core course really lays the groundwork, for, you know, for utilizing, you know, his his skill sets. I'm, I'm decent. I, I mean, obviously I do very well uh, with my craft, but he's next level and I'm not ashamed to say it. Well, we just touched base on your foam core construction uh, series, and that looks really particularly interesting. I mean, what are you teaching there? And what is foam core construction really all about, Nathan? Well, for decades, uh, uh, for decades, the uh, Department of Transportation and various, you know, structural engineers and civil engineers have been using foam in their actual you know, roads, highways and things like that to displace a lot of material. And it's really beneficial because it can handle a lot of load. Uh, say, for instance, a one pound test foam can basically handle about 1,485 pounds of load before it depreciates 3% of its total height. I'll say that in layman's terms, if you had a 
one square foot by 100 inch foam block and you put basically 1500 pounds of pressure on top of it, it would depress to about uh, 97 inches. So there is a kind of a uh, the squeeze factor when you're talking about those types of loads. But in the world of artificial rock, we don't even scratch the surface on that. Our surface load might be, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 pounds uh, per square foot. So it's really very, it's not existent as far as, you know, the load is concerned. Plus, one of the key elements of my uh, foam core construction course is the structure code itself, which was specifically made by a company out of uh, the Chicagoland area by the name of Walt Tools. And they designed a product for me that was specifically designed to spray over foam about a half an inch. And it's compression strengths reach about 12,000 PSI. It's got three different types of fiber in it, and it's basically waterproof. It's not totally waterproof, but it's for all practical purposes waterproof. And that serves as our base coat over the foam substrates that we're carving. Then comes the carve coats, which we use a, a TruePak X additive, which is basically the chemicals that are needed to be added to a regular bag of type S 80 pound bag of mortar. We convert that bag into a sculptable mix. And again, regular concrete comes in at around anywhere from 32 to 3600 PSI. And our carve coat finish finishes out at about 5500 PSI. So the system itself, the, the foam core system, uh, I tried to design using zero steel, a sustainable method of construction that offers you know unlimited design, reduces labor, reduces the, the, the footprint of the of the job site itself. It reduces the the need. For instance, classic example, the first mountain I ever built on a pool with my colleagues, uh, we did steel rebar construction, which is your atypical, you know, have an artist bend up all the steel and then you're welding it and then you're backing it and shooting it. By the time you're all said and done, you've got six to eight inches thick of, of concrete. We right. had to dig about 18 caissons just to support the weight of 99 yards of concrete we shot for that, for that waterfall right. that surrounded a pool slide. You know, six years ago, I did a, a slide of similar size, a mountain of similar size. I used 60 billets of foam. I used uh, a less than 12 yards of concrete, and it's it's just held up like a champ. How and, quick and is it to build this stuff, Nathan? I mean, a lot of I hear a lot of people they want these kind of sophisticated pool features in their backyard. They want a nice rock grotto. They want a, a beautiful slide. I mean, they want the the baby, but they don't want the labor. I mean, what what kind of time does this save? Well, if you're talking about a medium-sized mountain, uh, we can probably have that carved up in, in about a week, uh, the foam. And then a lot of times, like here, because we're in the Midwest, we'll actually sculpt this stuff in warehouses. And then have the client come out and take a look at it, walk on it. You'll just be completely bedazzled over the entire structure because it's so large. And then uh, in the springtime, we uh, put it in our uh, truck, bring it out to the job site. Within day one, it's glued together. All of our pipes are run. Uh, we're structure coating it. Uh, that's all day one. Uh, the rest of the week, uh, we're just used uh, spraying the concrete on and finishing it. So I've had you know, very large structures finished you know, inside of a, a two, two and a half week uh, time frame. And many times that's just under a teaching capacity. And a lot of times people, pool companies will hire me to come out and actually build a waterfall in the backyard, which is their client. And they actually learn how to do this process, you know, with a client, you know, right out, right out of the gate. 
So again, the, the strengths of foam core uh, are its capability of design because you could you know follow just about any geological pattern you want. Whereas if you had to bend all that on a rebar, uh, you're talking days and days and days of of bending and welding and tying and, uh, and backing and then and then hard coating. And you've got a tremendous amount of of load, a tremendous amount of weight and labor wrapped up in something that one or two guys can do with bow cutters and hot wires and quite frankly get a better looking product more sophisticated in their design uh than you can with your you know with your blow and go rebar uh crews i mean would you say now, this of course important skill for pool builders to learn i mean I, I know you're teaching this you know on the job sites when you're when you're working on a project but really i mean what kind of substructures can you build with foam core well, with foam core, you know, you could build outdoor kitchens, you could build jumping rocks, you could build waterfalls, you know, various pool surrounds. Uh, you could have, you know, rock work actually emanating up out of the, the pool onto the decks and over the decks, kind of contouring it, you know, for non-lightered pools, even for lightered pools. Uh, I've done it in lightered pools and I've done it in plastered pools. Again, it just, it, it adds to the design capability. As far as substrates, you're really working over one pound or one and a half pound foam. And then uh, once that's in place and signed off, before you even put one ounce of concrete on there, the client has a chance to look at it. If they want to see something bigger or something smaller or a wider opening for a cave or whatever, they literally can come out and within minutes, you've got that that hot blade out there making the correction. So it's it's really that you know the the beauty of being able to interact with the feature before it's you know in stone, so to speak, you know, is a real asset uh, value added. Uh, plus, uh, I teach the you know before you actually get to all of that, you know you build a clay model. Uh, if you could build a clay model for a homeowner and put it on the kitchen table and let them kind of get the three D perspective of it, uh, a lot of changes can be made at that point too, and a lot of problems can be solved at that point as well. So being able to you know model things up with clay, uh, and I've used the same clay for probably the last fifteen clients. <laughs> <laughs> So you just learn more tricks of the trade, you know, when you're working with clay. And of course, it's also a vote of confidence and, a, and, a, and a, it builds to the faith, you know, in the, uh, with the client when you can do something, you know, to scale and then scale it back up. Sure. It gives them like a to life size, like a 60 to one uh, representation on their kitchen table of what it's going to look like. Right. Yeah. I try to go one inch to one foot, uh, the models, depending on the size, can get, can get heavy. You know, you can get an an eighty pound model, uh, but uh, the detail, the 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 devils in the details. And when you lay it all out, it's it's just amazing how you can the, the clients they just literally drool uh, right at the table. They just they you can see their minds, you can see their eyes darting in and out. You know, the it's really it's a it's much more effective. Uh, with a tangible thing that they can really get their their visual perspectives on, than looking at you know a sophisticated software platform, which if you wanted to make corrections would have to go back to the technical guy that knows how to really do it well, and then you've got to translate that, and then it just kind of kind of drags the process out a little bit too long. If if the client doesn't like something or wants something added, literally right there at the kitchen table. You're, you're carving it with a knife or adding clay to it and texturizing it right in front of them until they, they are satisfied. So it's it just it, everything that I try to do with the foam core is to reduce 
time frame, reduce labor, uh, and increase profits. Well, I see some of the courses and connections that you made uh, for your series, your educational series, were made at a lot of the different trade shows that you attend. I mean, what would you recommend, you know, for people that are interested in learning about decorative concrete and want to pick up more about the trade? What kind of uh, platforms do you recommend that they attend? The world of concrete in the decorative uh, side of things in, in the silver lot uh, is an excellent start. Uh, I can say this, that most of the Dec the decorative uh, you know stuff that is coming out is all actually attending their own pool and spa shows and expos. They're reaching out into your markets, right. but uh, for technical things, for pumps, uh, for equipment, and just for the technology, uh, the world of concrete is an excellent source. Um, also, uh, Vertical Artisans is an excellent source. I offer a lot of free videos and a lot of uh, intel. You know, uh, the things that are out there, I try to stay abreast of most of the manufacturers. They're constantly uh, sending me information and materials to look at and to critique. Uh, and and my, uh, I have an open door policy. You know, people can call me and ask me questions. And I, if I'm not on a job or I, I have the uh, time to talk, I, I freely do. Well, I appreciate you checking in with us today, Nave. And honestly, it's a pleasure to talk with you and get to learn a little bit more about what guys are doing with phone core construction. Thanks so much for uh, spending the time with us today. My pleasure. You've just been listening to the Pool Magazine podcast, sponsored in part by Pool Care Pro. Try one of the leading pool service management softwares free for up to 30 days, no credit card needed. Pool Care Pro is extending a free demo to all Pool Magazine listeners. Simply log on to PoolCarePro.com and set up your free trial today.